Hey, hey, hey. Good morning or good afternoon. Greetings and salutations. It is the girl, Danny Redwine, here at the Caribbean Radio Show Comedy Chat. And we chat about a little bit more than comedy, but today and every week we try to bring on a guest that is a comedian that is doing things out here that, you know, making people laugh moving around the city, moving around the state, sometimes moving around the world, making people laugh. And that's what we do. That's what comedians do. We're like the best people on the planet. You know, we're bringing laughter and dopamine to people's brains and stimulating positive energy in their bodies. So I feel like we're like better than doctors, but we don't get paid for that. You know what I'm saying? Like we should be making just as much as doctors do. But anyhow, Today is Friday. It is June 23rd, and it is a beautiful day. Here in Michigan, it's pretty overcast, so I'm hoping that on the island y'all are enjoying some sun and getting y'all some tropical drinks in y'all system and getting ready for the weekend. We got a lot to talk about today. We also have a guest. My girl, Riley Lassen, is going to be joining us, and she is here from New York. And I've done a show with Riley about five years ago. Well, not even that long ago, maybe three years ago. And um, it was in Harlem. We did a show in Harlem at a Ishmael Gaylord spot uh, called Brown Sugar. And we did that show together. It was a very, very good show. I liked it a lot. I love New York anyway. New York is like the best place to be when you are a comedian because you can go to like three or four different spots in one night and hit clubs all over whatever borough you're in. So you could be in Harlem, you can hit three or four spots in Harlem, then you can jump over and go to Brooklyn. There's so many spots in Brooklyn um, to do comedy. New York is like the best place, in, in my in my opinion. You know, I don't expect everybody to agree with me, but it's definitely one of those spots you know, where you can get your groove on in, in comedy and <clears throat> actually get a lot done. So I'm excited about that. I want to talk about some things. You know, it's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, there was a uh, ship. Now, we all know about the submarine. Now, I know y'all all know about the submarine because everybody is talking about that. We had five people lose their lives in the submarine um, they actually ran out of oxygen because they became lost at sea, um, and they were unable to be found in enough time. So that has been going on. There has been so many comments about this story online, and there's so many people that are insensitive to what is going on. I guess I feel like these billionaires, um, the billionaires that took this submarine, um, you know, they've been missing, and 
you know, the Coast Guard, there's just all of this stuff going on about it. I just want to kind of read um, the story that CNN published about it, um, and they're calling this a catastrophic. Um, they're saying that the it's called the Titanic-bound sub-immersion um, went missing on Sunday with five people abroad. They suffered a catastrophic implosion, killing everyone on board. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard Rear Administrator John Mogul said Thursday, a remotely operated vehicle found the tail cone of the titanium about 600 feet away from the bow of the shipwreck. So who was on board? Um, there was a guy named Harmish Harding, Paul Henry Naljalet, uh, Shamrazada Dawood, and his son, um, Salman Dawood and uh, Roxton Rush. I guess Roxton Rush was the CEO of the tour and the organizer of the Ocean Gate expedition um, and died on craft. Um, more about the ship is the ship was a sub submersible ship that descended and ex- and to explore the wreckage of the luxury liner uh, located 900 miles east of Cape Cod and about 300,000 feet below uh, sea level. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they're worried now that this experience will have a negative impact on, you know, citizen explorers and marine biologists and things like that. But, um, you know, it didn't come as a surprise that this thing was going to implode. Um, just by what was going on with it. And once it became lost at sea, it just, you know, they were counting the minutes and the hours um, leading up to how how much time they had to save these people. Um, the only scenario that they could have come up with in mind was the implosion, and that was said by um, Cooper on Thursday. The shockwave event was so powerful that it actually took a secondary system out and its own pressure vessel and its battery. So, like, the power, so it just eventually, long story short, it just eventually started to shut down. Um, <clears throat> there's not much you can do about that. You know, you're you're kind of stuck. I mean, you think about it. You're, you're 1,300, 13,000 feet below sea level, and no one knows where you are. So for you to be found is is, is literally um, impossible. So my my fam my prayers go out to the family and and friends here at CRS. We care about this kind of stuff here at Caribbean Radio Show. We care about things that put people in situations that you know that they succumb to or they meet their final demise. And our our thoughts and prayers go out to those families because. I'm sure that they were terrified. Their last moments of life were not good, and it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't quick. It was something that they knew was going to happen. And in my eyes, I feel like that's even more devastating, you know, to know that you are going to see your fate um, in that way. So our prayers and thoughts go out to those families. Um, It is unfortunate that, 
you know, this has happened. You would think we as American citizens would be more prepared for this kind of stuff. Um, why are we getting lost at sea? You can find your cell phone now. Find my phone. You can find your phone from another phone. I just don't understand why we're having problems with, you know, finding, um, you know, people, even in the ocean. We, we should definitely be able to find people. So um, also there was a a ship that I guess was bringing people to Italy and this this ship actually sank. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit more. I'm looking up the article here, and it just says Italian Coast Guard escorting one a 1,200 immigrants to a boat in the in the Mediterranean Sea. Um, this boat was going to go over to um, Italy, and it wrecked. Uh, it says, Italy migrate boat shipwreck. More than 100 people are feared to be dead, um, including children. Um, it says at least 63 uh, migrants have confirmed 12 children, including a baby, said to be among the victims. The vessel, thought to have carried about 200 people, broke apart while trying to land near um, uh, Crotone, I guess that's over by Italy, I'm not for sure, um, on board the boat, which had set out from Turkey a few days earlier, was said to be people from Afghanistan, Pakistan, Somalia, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. According to the Pakistan uh, Foreign Ministry, 16 of its citizens have survived the system disaster with four more missing. The Coast Guard said that 80 people have been found alive, including some who have managed to reach shore after the sinking. They said it only took like 15 minutes for this boat to sink. Um, One survivor was arrested on migrant trafficking charges. As bodies were recovered from the beach and assistance in relocating operations continued, a group of survivors of the deadly shipwreck struggled to come to terms with the losses of their loved ones. Now, mind you, these were families, um, you know, people that were traveling together. So you got to think about that. You're you're being torn apart from your family, you know, on on the ocean. I mean, this this is devastating. Um, they are heavily traumatized. I'm sure um, some of the children have lost their whole family. Um, you know, a 16 year old boy from Afgan- Afghanistan lost his 28-year-old sister who died on the beach. Um, You know, he couldn't even find the strength to tell his parents. Uh, There was a 43-year-old man from Afghanistan who survived with his 14-year-old son, but his wife and three other children, who were 13, 9, and 5, did not make it. Uh, Another Afghanistan woman in tears um, that could not even leave the beach because of losing her husband. So this is this is traumatic. I cannot imagine um, the devastation of this. And what disappoints me even more is that we don't even see that much coverage on this story. Like this story is 
is pretty big. I mean, just as big as the submarine story. Yeah, they weren't Americans, but you think about that. These are people that are trying to make it from one place to another. You know, it just, it makes, it reminds me, you know, that our people, you know, African-American people, when we were brought over on ships and we were dying um, as a result to coming over here and, you know, being lost at sea, those families were torn apart. You know, there are people in this world that don't have one family. You think about you coming from a family of a few or or many in that regard. You know, you coming from a family of many and having a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins, and then there are people that don't have any family at all. Um, you know, I can't relate because I do come from a big family, and I couldn't imagine being a tor- torn away from my family during something so tragic, you know, trying to get from one place to another. And um, it's unfortunate. So prayers go out to all of those families, you know, that all of the online jokes and things about these tragedies is um, immature. And, um, and it's unfortunate because these are lives being lost, regardless of who they are, where they came from, who they believe in. These are lives being lost. These are loved ones of others, and we all know how it is to lose loved ones. So, you know, I just I encourage people to be a little bit more caring and sympathetic in regards to mentioning these tragedies, um, trying to get attention or trying to get a rise out of people. It's, it's not going to do you any justice. It is a bad look. Um, you cannot seek attention from other people's misery and their demise. That is not... That's not how you do things. You know, we, people, we have to do better. You know, there's something going on that the TV and the social media has really had an effect on our spirit and the people that we are. We are, we are here by whoever you believe got you here. I believe God got me here. And I believe that God is going to be able to see me through all things, even when I don't see it for myself. And that's what we need to embody. This world is not going to make it without love and compassion. And it just seems like as the years go by, we are lacking that as people. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge everybody that's listening today. Do something to be better. Do something to be a better person. Do something to help somebody else. You know what? I don't, I don't always have money, but when I pull up alongside somebody that's homeless, I'll give them what I have. If I have a banana, a, a sandwich, uh, if I just bought me something to eat and I don't have no cash, I'll give them what I have. Do that because that is what's going to make this world a better place. We are losing way too many people, and um, it, it's very sad and unfortunate. So we're going to come back. we got a lot of things to talk about today, and we have a special guest. But I'm going to play some music for you. When we get back, we're going to talk about my girl Jocelyn, the Puerto Rican princess. She's had a lot going on the last couple of weeks, and uh Caribbean radio show wants to extend some love out to her. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with Miss Jocelyn. But I'm going to let you listen to some music first, and we will be right back after this.
the baseline, up in the daytime. Had a late night, but I never lay down. I never stay down. I hope your day's fine. We should spend the day now. Hey, I'm gonna make time, so you should make time. And we should play. I have nothing to say. I let's run away. We can take a vacation. Treasure creation, okay? Hey, we'll go from land to
city kid with some big city dreams. Awesome old tambo was lost, I was green. Cost many things to my heart had a sting. Young old lady gets to the art they will bring. Until it's it big and they all when I sang Greek all there's a cane, speak off for the name. Me always the same creep off in my lane. Where am I next when it cost some change? I ain't gonna lie, man, it cost us some pain. Time to get it ain't costing the same. Crap shoes getting I fought but in vain. Time to picture being thought to be hanged. Like poof, Nick can be gone with a bang. Sit off it ain't changed, it off but I'm tame. When I talk what I am, I'ma talk, I'm a king. People say different getting off from my name. People always talk, but they don't know, they don't know. Whooping about to shoot, they never know, never know. All I did is jack the eye with Joe's, I was Joe's. From the concrete, I done grew a rose. It never seemed to me what it seemed to be. I never set goals by defeating me. Around the evil scene, cloud of dreams with ease. I didn't seem to be what a king could be. Followed easily, now I leave this fleet. And it's art of war, but I seek to be. Then the start was torn with the seeds to me. It's a seed of tree, next I see the seed. Take a knee to me, I live through some shoot. The time that I texted and drove and I flipped. The time that I went through them homes in a bit. The time that they jumped me outside of my crib. The time that I got in a fight with a nigga that carried a nine and he shot but he missed. The time that I said I was fine, but I thought about that and I bet I was slitting my wrist. Thought about crying, about taking them risks. Thought about holding out court with the pigs. Heart full of gold, but I got what I give. Heart full of gold with a pop that I missed. Heart with the old me started with this. Part me the old me to charge with the hits. Thoughts won't fold these hearts with the rips. Now it's the flow, no kill hearts in the spit. People always talk, but they don't know. They don't know. Whooping about shit they never know, never know. All I did is jack the eye was Joe's, I was Joe's. From the concrete, I done grew a rose. We are back, and that was Malik Jordan with Concrete. That's what you were listening to. Before that, you were listening to Coffee with a K with with the song Lovely. I love that song. And then we have my Dawn Penn with You Don't Love Me. That's an old school classic. Every time you go to the reggae club, you should hear that song. But uh, we got a lot going on for you today. I'm so excited. It's a beautiful Friday. It's your girl, Danny Redwine, here at the Caribbean Radio Show Comedy Chat. And we do have a, vet, a guest coming on today. Her name is Riley Lassen, and she is straight out of New York City. And she has been around for a while. Riley is a up-and-coming comedian and actor in New York. She was recently on... Uh, on ATL uh, 92.3, which is a syndicated morning show for two years. And since then, she has opened up for Jim Belushi. Uh, She performed at the New York City Comedy Club, like New York City Comedy Club, West Side Comedy Club, and the winner of a headline stand-up New York. Um, She will also be headlining um, Atlantic City Comedy Club on Friday, June 30th. So, She's coming in the chat today, and I'm excited to chat with her. I did do a show with her in Harlem about three or four years ago, and uh, we hit it off. So, you know, that's one of the good things about comedy is networking and meeting other comedians. You get to you get to um, fellowship. What kind of fellowship? You know, with other comedians, they they tell you about other rooms and other comedians and producers, and that's just kind of the way the comedy world works. So, when I started. Um, doing this comedy chat and I became the host of the Caribbean radio show comedy chat, I started reaching out to a lot of the comedians that I've actually worked alongside with. You know, a lot of these comedians are not up and coming, but before you heard about Kevin Hart, he was doing the stuff that the comedians I'm bringing on now we're doing, you know, we're, we're at the beginning of it. We're in the threshold. So um, 
I'm excited to see where the next five years are going to be with a lot of the people that I know that's doing stand-up now. Um, stand-up is not going anywhere, regardless of how people want to, how much they want to censor us. You know, comedy is something that we all need. So trying to get rid of comedians and, and the, the art of comedy is not going to happen, y'all. It's just not going to happen. And as much as everybody wants to be a comedian, everybody can't be a comedian because it is a tough job. It's one of the toughest jobs on the planet. So um, just shouts out to all my comedian friends and family that's out here doing their thing, trying their best to make it out here because as an independent artist or, you know, independent just comedian, rapper, whatever it is that you're doing independent, it's not easy to do. You know, when you're doing something independent, you're not relying on anybody. You know, you're pretty much relying on your on your talent. Um, you know, so hats hats off to comedians and and artists that are trying to get this by themselves because back in the day, you weren't able to make anything happen in the music industry or in the comedy industry unless you knew somebody. It was always about who you know, and you know, the gatekeepers would only let the people that they knew, their family members and friends in. You know what I'm saying? So now we don't need that anymore. Um, artists and comedians don't really need that anymore because we have social media. We have things like Instagram and TikTok that we can actually um, develop into our own platform. And um, Caribbean Radio Chat or Caribbean Radio Show, we are all about independent artists. Like, we are looking for those people that want to be heard and want to be seen on the platform that we have so that they can, you know, get some more fan base, you know, get some more likes, get some more looks, get some more listens. Um, and that's what I'm doing for these young artists that I have on the show. But anyway, I know that was a little long-winded, but I wanted to get into um, a little bit of celebrity gossip, if you will. Um, it has been going on for the last couple of weeks. Um, Jocelyn has been trending over stuff that happened, you know, just recently she got into a big fight, um, with Amber Rose. Um, we will talk about that. Um, I think we discussed a little bit of it last week, um, Amber Rose is actually the ex-girlfriend of um, Kanye West, um, and they were on some show, which is like a reality show, um, where they are were at some university, and it was like a, a it's called College Hill. It's a it's a it's like a celebrity edition of College Hill, which is a, a reality show. Um, anyway, long story short. Amber and uh, Jocelyn got into a debate about being biracial. Um, Jocelyn accused her of not being proud of her African-American heritage, and um, she wants to be more Caucasian because Caucasian is more acceptable. And Amber took big offense. She took offense to that because, I mean, why would you say that? Why would you just try to tell somebody, you know, how they actually feel being a mixed race? And if you ask me, I think all of us are, not unless both of your parents have the, the strong bloodline of Africa, 
anybody that's here in the States generally is mixed. Um, their their bloodline has been diluted at some point. I don't care. I don't care what y'all say. Um, you can do one of them 23 and me or whatever it is. You are going to find out that you have multiple races. Um, they can be all black. They can be Nigerian and be um, uh, Sierra Leone. They can be that. They can be different ethnicities of black or different, come from different uh, continents of being black. Same with white. You hear about Dutch. You hear about uh, uh, Irish. There's different types of white. Um, We are all mixed. You know, the United States is a melting pot for diversity. And, you know, for all of the stuff to be bad out here, you know, it's it's unreal. So, but Jocelyn has been making all kind of headlines. Not only did she get into the fight with Amber, she also went to the uh, the Floyd fight, the Floyd Gotti fight, and ended up getting into a fight with um, Big Lex, um, who is another person. All the while, all this stuff is going on with Jasmine. I mean, with Jocelyn, she has been going through um, recovery of substance abuse. Now, I have to say this. Um, when I saw her perform um, for the actual fight, I thought to myself, Jocelyn looks really good. She looks healthy. She's got a little weight on her. She's always been a beautiful girl. So I just feel like her face is everything. Is, it looks beautiful. Um, but when you are going through substance abuse, and I'm no expert, so don't be quoting me and trying to come for me, but when you are going through substance abuse recovery, one of the main signs of getting off those drugs is irritability, irritated. You're short-tempered um, because your body is not used to having the the drugs that was given to you on a daily basis. Now, I like to smoke a little pot. I smoke pot every day. If I don't have pot uh, for one day, you know what? I know that I didn't have it for that day. Now, I can go several days without smoking it, but the reality is, is that I still, my body still wants to smoke weed, even when I don't. Now, luckily for us, weed don't make you shoot people, kill people, rob people. You know, you just don't have it. You just don't have it. It's not a big deal. But Jocelyn was battling things with cocaine and that sort of addiction. And for her to get herself cleaned up, I think is admirable. Um, a lot of people don't even admit that they have a problem. So for somebody to actually take initiative to change their life for the better, I, my hat goes off to Jocelyn. I don't think that is funny. I don't think that it is anything that is, should be um, not taken seriously. It's a big deal. And I hope that she is surrounded around a lot of positive people to help her through that because I watch movies like The Basketball Diaries and Lady Sings the Blues and to get off of them drugs. I'm telling you what, I don't even know if she was on something as strong as they were, but still, drugs can ruin your life, you know, if not take your life. So, you know, I my hat goes off to and I am shouting praise to anybody that has the bravery to um to battle that monster and, and get get that substance abuse under control. Um but um also, you know, with, with the fight and her getting into it recently with that, she is now part of um, the Breakfast Club. 
Um, she was on the Breakfast Club. Um, Breakfast Club basically um, did an interview on her about her drug abuse and about the fights and about how she felt. And I, I really think that I'm one of those people that just want to see the good come out of other people. So, you know, I was looking through the Ooh, excuse me, chats and the and and the comments and there's just so many negative comments about um about her and trying to get herself on track. I just you know, what I don't understand about the world is that we love to jump online and ridicule people when we are all um we are all at fault. None of us are perfect. We all have fault. And I personally don't want to get on there and make light of somebody's struggle because, I mean, I'm young, but I don't know if that's a struggle that one of my my family members may have, uh, my mother may have, a friend may have. I, I don't want to be the person to dog out somebody that's battling with something that I can't understand. So on this breakfast club, she did an interview and, you know, she talked a lot about, you know, her her sobriety and, you know, what she's got going on. Still keeping it really real. Um, I'm not for sure if she is completely, um, completely clean uh, as far as everything. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of comedians have to, like, literally isolate in order to get themselves cleaned up, you know, fully. So um, with that, I definitely hope that um, that she does get the help that she needs and that she is able to recover, you know, from from everything that's gone on, you know. So, yeah, hats off and prayers go out to Jocelyn. I hope that she gets it together. I hope that she gets some anger management. And I definitely hope that, um, you know, she beats this. So, yeah. And um, with that, we'll go ahead and talk about Jamie Foxx, latest updates. Um, You know, I feel like, you know, a lot of this stuff is hearsay. Um, If you're not getting it from a family member on an actual um, news briefing or a news update, then it's hard to believe it. Um, Jamie Foxx was admitted in the hospital in April after suffering um, medical complications. Um, On Friday, uh, May 12, his daughter, Corinne Foxx, revealed that the actor had been out of the hospital for a few weeks with some medical um, concerns and that they were preparing for the worst. Um, That's when everybody kind of got in an uproar. Everybody got all scared, thinking that something actually was going on really bad. Um, and they, they followed up, excuse me, excuse me, they followed up. And the most recent thing I heard is that he is, um, slightly paralyzed and maybe partially blind. Um, we have not yet seen Jamie. We have not seen Jamie online. We have not seen him post anything. To me, I feel like a lot of this stuff is kind of still speculation, because what what how can, how do we know? How can we say what is actually going on? Um, and it's been some time now um, in between what has happened and 
not hearing anything or any updates since June 9th. And uh, again, you know, I have to say again, this is another celebrity who, you know, I feel like I know a little bit or I have some personal um, emotional connections to. Um, I just don't think we know it all. I think that we need to step back and wait for the family and or Jamie to be ready to talk about what he has gone through Um, because we don't know. You know, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know what actually happened. We just know what his daughter said around the beginning of the month, and clearly time has passed since then, so it should be something new by now, but, you know, we don't know. We we, we really don't know. And our prayers go out to Jamie's family um, in regards to that. So, um, yeah, in other in other uh, news, uh, Erica Badu, she was called out by fans for leaving during her concert. Um, I'm not for sure why she left, but it sounds like she did. Uh, she ended up leaving. Um, Hollywood Unlocked. That's actually somewhere that I follow. I get a lot of my information from. Um, Hollywood Unlocked usually keeps me updated with a lot of things that's going on. Um, and I I really love um, visiting that page just because it keeps me current on what's going on. Um, young Dolph dropped a new album. I guess people are starting to react to that. So if you are a Young Dolph fan, you can go ahead and check that out. Um, that is available. Um there is also um, news of Gorilla. Um, she shares what type of men she likes, and she likes older men. So, you know, the older men, younger men dynamic thing is kind of taking over. You're seeing a lot more younger people being with older people. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal when it's an older man and a younger woman but we're seeing a lot of older women with younger men now, and that seems to be um, ruffling some feathers. Um, I'm not for sure, you know, what people think. I think people should stay in their own lane. I think that people worry about other people's stuff way too much, and um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they do, but they do. Me personally, I I attract younger men, so I talk to younger men, and I could give a damn what anybody say about me um, because I'm an older woman. Y'all can call me old. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about me. No, don't none of that stuff hurt my feelings. I know my age. I'm confident. Um, I look good for my age. So if I want to date me a younger man, I wouldn't give a damn what anybody thought about it. Um, And that's just the way it is. So I'm not mad at Gorilla for liking you know, older men, older men usually come with a lot more responsibility. Um, and, hey, that's that's just what it is. So, um, Jack Harlow, I don't know if anybody knows who Jack Harlow is, but he is a rapper. Um, and he showed up at a concert and opened up the concert thinking that the fans would know his lyrics. So, you know how... Uh, you know how artists, they'll, they'll start their song and then they put the microphone to the audience for the audience to finish the song? Well... Jack Harlow did that, and no one knew the lyrics to his song. So uh, he continued the song, but, you know, Internet had a ball with that, you know, talking about how no one knew what his uh, 
what his song was. I, you know, you know that once you get to singing it, you know what I mean? You do. But, hey, it happens sometimes. You can't say nothing about that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, in other words, uh, Little Meech, I guess he came for just hilarious for talking about him on a on maybe the Breakfast Club. Uh, the Breakfast Club is where it was at. Uh, they talked about um, – they talked about a lot of things, you know, and in, in regards to the stuff that was going on with um, Big Meech, uh, I guess he just commented that how do I think um, but this unstable creature was in my DM. So he called Jess out. I guess Lil Meech uh, called Jess Hilarious out because she was in his DM. And uh, Just Hilarious has been a co-star on The Breakfast Club, and I guess she had to say something to say about him stinking. So um, I guess he wasn't too stinky if he was in, your, in if he was in the DMs, but you know it's just some old gossip that people like to put out there. Um, but yeah, so anything else going on in the world? Oh yes, you know we got some new stuff. Uh, Fireboy LM, he also. Uh, released his latest single of the year, uh, Yawa. Uh, Yawa. I don't know how he's saying it in the in the song because I haven't actually heard it. I don't know. But in other news, uh, Taylor Swift she pissed off a politician after skipping Canada um, on her tour, and um, I guess he is going to file some type of a grievance towards her because she didn't come there. I'm not for sure. Um, Plies, he had uh, he had a little bit to say about this missing uh, submarine. Um, he said we should spend the same time and money looking for some of the missing children in America. And um, I can't disagree with that. I do feel like a lot of times when the world is focusing on something that the world shouldn't be focusing on, we are really neglecting our own country. Um, we have a lot of homeless. Our homeless population is on the rise. A lot of homeless are children, um, you know, or minors under the age of 18. This is a problem. (laughs) This is a problem in every big city. And I do think that, you know, although it is very unfortunate about what happened with the submariners, um, I think that people are just not being sensitive based off the facts of who these people are. Um, these people are billionaires, um, and although they are able to spend their money the way that they want to spend their money, um, I think that a lot of people are disgusted with people that have money and don't pay it forward. Um, we can't really say if they're paying it forward or not because we don't know. A lot of billionaires are silent. A lot of millionaires, a lot of people that have money, period, are silent, Um they don't want everybody in their business or in their lives because a lot of times those people are very vulnerable and are taken advantage of quite a bit. So I don't blame, you know, I really don't blame them too much, you know, just because I get it. I get it. We we see, I watch documentaries on mistreated children in the United States, children that are left abandoned, children that are actually tied up in homes and starved. Um, this kind of stuff goes on in the United States. Now, 
billionaires money yes i actually do think that they're if if social workers and teachers and people of that nature got paid a lot more money i think they would do their jobs a lot better i just think that people are burned out especially with all the stuff that's going on in the world today it's probably very easy to burn out field um just because of everything that's going on so yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot going on in celebrity news it's a lot going on in world news but um, you know, we we got to keep it going. We have to keep it going. So, with that being said, I'm gonna play a few more songs, and then we are gonna chat a little bit more. Our guests should be coming up at the top of the hour, so we're gonna play a few tracks here just to get us up to the top of the hour. Chat for a minute, and then we are going to bring on our guest, Miss Riley Lassen from New York. Move the one from your journal. Wind up your body, come and yo.
dollars, the dog them come in. We stop jump or stop crawling. See you post it, man, very clean. Mummy out it, man, very mean. I saw we dog them, I step them rolling. Money is a mess, them strolling. Any woman step moon, get a step dog, them a step man, no snatch, get a step dog. Any woman go, me not broke for me now. Dog them fresh, me not broke for me now. Mummy out step, me not broke for me now. Daddy care for me, me not broke for me now. Mouth and sweet, me not broke for me now. Sweet and a tight lip, me not broke for me now. You know the other part, me not to explain it, but you bad friend Crystal. Fuck your son! Bang bing. bang bing, come round for your little song sing. Bro, city can't trust these girls no more, cause she just wants to see the long thing. Shoulder for your fling, dang ding. We sit here, drunk ting, pong pong ping. Me and a brown man did sweet, but me left him in a street car instead of the wrong thing. Daddy, no shoes, me not broke for me now. Pure name brand, pun, no me skin, me not broke for me now. Turn up in a rich man shop, them fit run, we check, we not broke for me. Hey, girl, where you want to tell Joe Byron? Take time and don't stop whining. Black belly up when I up sliding, no face, no case, no stop the grinding. Take time and don't stop whining. Black belly up when I up sliding, no Girl, you no stop whining. Man, royal bigger than binding. Money off a make non stop grinding. And the dog, them fresh, no bad mind thing. Hey, I saw we dog them, I step them rolling. Money off a make them trolling. Any woman step moon, get a step dog, them a step man, nothing else, get a step dog. Any woman go, me never broke for me now. Dog them fresh, me never broke for me now. Mummy, you step, me never broke for me now. Daddy care for me, never broke for me now. Motor switch, me never broke for me now. Switch on the tightest, me never broke for me now. You know the other part, me not to explain it. Fuck your son! Bang bing! Come round for your little song sing! Bro said he can't trust these girls no more cause she just wants to see the long thing! Shoulder for your fling! Dang ding! We sit here drunk ting, pong pong ping! Me and a brown man did sweet but me left him in a street car instead of wrong thing! Daddy no shoes, me not broke for me now! Pure name brand pun, no me skin, me not broke for me now! Turn up in a rich man shop, them fit run, we check, we not broke for me! Hey girl, where you want tell Joe Byron? Timing, don't stop whining. Black belly up when I up sliding. No face, no case, no stop the grinding. Them death, them death. Hey, make me bad friend, please don't explain it. Them death, them death. Bang, bang. Them, 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 them. Bang, bang. Them death, them death. Dogs in the place, in the fit to spray. Them death, them death.
What should you tell when you are buying you? Be more careful though you can find dinner. I know anybody pour my drink, I know anybody buy my dinner. So I teach you to enemy, I teach you to friend, just your friend. Me not lie, me love me family, but me not just the whole of them. All of them, my son. But I saw me feel, pick up and rule, because up a sunny meal. All of me long time, brother from teach field. Long time, picture them a whole heap on the battlefield. Some of them are filled with gush. My love to the real stuff, and my heart clean, filled with love. And me meditation sharp like the dangerous soul. Even them tell me, say the whole of them are me. Go for the Psalms, them are sent for the Charlie. Them not a watch me like a radio analyst. But me and stop it, remember me tell you this. In the music, I'm like a genital. They my this genital. No, no, my link, no regular. My six, ain't no good like predator. Oh. What should you tell when you are buying you? Be more careful, though you can find dinner. I know anybody pour my drink, I know anybody buy my dinner. So I teach you to enemy, I teach you to friend. Just your friend. Me not lie, me love me family, but me not just the whole of them. All of them, my son. But I saw me feel, pick up and rule, because up a sunny meal. All of me long time, brother from teach field. Long time, picture them a whole heap on the battlefield. Some of them are filled with judge. My love to the real stuff, and my heart clean, filled with love. I mean, meditation sharp like such, some God I'm blessed, so... Bad mind can't defeat me Every day just around me When me cry out in me hear my plea Some girl work every day till them need them now Some can't manage depression but turn from crap And see down and now hope separation stop Too much get a youth a fall for the system trap Hungry up and me little bit me go feel when me want No man a reap from the city no when me plan Sleepless day, sleepless night We'll leap a rough road when we walk through No man a win in advance Dirty bad man, you're not gonna chance Me and Dre's skull collect the check Them, 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 see the few blacks be my bad Anyhow What should you tell when you are buying you? Be my careful though you can find dinner I know anybody pour my drink I know anybody buy my dinner So I teach you to enemy, I teach you to friend so friend, me not lie, me love me family, but me not just the whole of them, whole of them, my son, but I saw me feel, pick up and rule, because up a sunny meal, all of me long time, brother from teach field, long time, picture them a whole heap on the battlefield, some of them are filled with judge, my love to the real stuff, and my heart clean, filled with love, I mean meditation sharp like studs. That was Pop Can. I just love, you know, I I try to um, listen to the lyrics really, really good so I can pick up the language because I swear, I just, to me, the Jamaican accent is like the best accent. You know, it's, it's, it's thick and it's hard to understand sometimes. 
But boy, I tell you, it is the sexiest accent. That the Jamaican accent, the the British accent, only only if they brown people though. And um, what's the other accent that I like? I like the French or or a Creole accent. You know, we just telling you our our languages are beautiful. Our languages are beautiful. I'm gonna learn patois one day. I'm gonna come over to Jamaica. Once it's safe over there, because you know, y'all y'all was cutting up over in Jamaica. I'm, I'm about to tell y'all right now because I, I talk about this. I talk about this a lot, and um, I try to tell y'all about all these different things that's going on in the world because it's real stuff that's going on. And in Jamaica, um, tell y'all exactly where they're saying, okay, there is a travel advisory, okay? And the country's summary is that there's violent crimes such as home invasions, armed robberies, and um, it's armed robberies, sexual assault, homicides. Those are the common ones, okay? The sexual assault occurs uh, frequently and even including inclusive resorts. So the local police have been, you know, they've been responding, but not as effective because of so many criminal incidents. So Jamaica is not looking good right now. And even last week I had reported that the um, uh, Dominican Republic is also, they also have an advisory issued and they're at the level, level two. So there is a yellow flag um, level for the Dominican Republic, and that is recommending that travelers to exercise increased caution is planning to visit um, the Caribbean hotspot. According to the department, there's concerns regarding violent crimes, which include armed robbery, homicide, and sexual assault. And that's throughout the DR. So that's just not in one specific place. They are actually targeting um, tourists all over the Dominican. So um, I want to come and visit over there, y'all. I do. I really do want to come and visit. But I am not coming over there while y'all robbing and stealing people's goods, things that they worked hard for, and y'all violating people's goodies and and the goodies and treats and traumatizing people. Don't nobody want to come over there and be traumatized. When we come in over to the Caribbean islands, us Americans, we don't have the beauty that y'all have over there. Y'all got to hear us out. It's beautiful over there. Y'all have sandy beaches, and I don't know why y'all want to come over here to this uh, this smog where our air quality is poor over here, um, our water is polluted, uh, everything is bad over here, our economy is going to crap, and y'all want to be over here. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. We go over to the Caribbean, we go over there to have a good time, and um have a vacation. We want to sip on mimosas and listen to the music. I'm, I'm not. I'm not over there to be violated. So that's just what it is. And um, so yeah, our guest just walked in the building. But I'm, you know, I, I got to say this stuff. I'm gonna introduce our guest. She in the building. I'm gonna introduce her. But we want to come to the Caribbean. You know, what's the point of us? You know, introducing all these wonderful comedians. I'm, I'm telling y'all all about it. Y'all hear us all over the islands right now. Y'all hear us talking to y'all, making y'all laugh. Y'all learn about these comedians. We want to come over there. 
but we can't come over there if y'all clucking up. Don't nobody want to come over there and get robbed and, and raped and, and beat up and killed. So y'all gonna need to get y'all stuff together over there, okay, Jamaica and DR, because I'm trying to visit. I know my homegirl's probably trying to visit, but I'm not going to waste no more time. I'm going to bring her in because I know her time is limited, and we're going to get on, and we're going to learn about Miss Riley Lassen. Riley is an up-and-coming comedian and actor in New York City. She was recently on ATL 92.3, which is a syndicated morning show for two years. Since then, she has opened up for Jim Belushi, and she's performed stand-up at a lot of New York comedy clubs, Westside Comedy Club, and in the winter, she headlined the Stand Up New York. She will be also headlining in Atlantic City Comedy Club on Friday, June 30th. So if you are in the Atlantic City area, Go out and check this girl out. She is very, very funny. I did a show with her about four years ago in uh, Harlem, I believe it was, and we had a good old time. You know, we we clicked. Uh, we keep in contact a little bit here and there, so I'm happy to have her on. I want y'all to give my girl a very warm welcome, Miss Riley Lassen. Good morning, or good afternoon, rather. Oh, good afternoon. Is, is this working? Is it work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Where it. Oh, this is so cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like such an old person. I'm like, is this working? Oh, fantastic. Me, Hello. Me too. Me too. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm talking to you now. I'm happy. I'm, <laughs> it's been a morning. So I'm a, I'm a happy Good. camper now. <laughs> Good. I'm so excited to chat with you this morning. I know um, you got some stuff coming up. But what actually got you started in comedy, and how long have you been doing it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, because I know we, we talked about it. We saw it a couple of years ago in Harlem, which was so much fun. I think then I was, like, probably two years in. I'm about six years in now in stand-up, um, loving every minute of it. But I came to New York City as an actor. And then, and then I was auditioning every day, and I'm like, this is hard, whatever. My mom was like, take, take a class, do an open mic, just to get on stage. And I did an open mic one yeah. night, and I fell in love. I fell in love instantly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I did not know that about you. That's an interesting fact. So you went, you came to New York to be an actor. So where are you originally from? So I'm originally from uh, South Jersey, right outside Philadelphia. My dad's side is all from Philadelphia. My mom's side is from Detroit area, Michigan area. That's why I come to visit so often. I love visiting. <laughs> but that's where she's from. Uh, but yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. Now, you know, I actually got into comedy um, through breast cancer. Um, so I, oh, really? I've always been told. Yeah, but when I got diagnosed with breast cancer, I was going through breast cancer treatments and a divorce at the same time. Um, oh no, so, not both. No. So I needed I needed something to to avoid myself from jumping off a bridge, and uh, comedy was was it for me. Um, I did an open mic when I I only had one titty when I did an open mic. <laughs> All the males I, and I got up there like, with my. Did she have one titty? That's the first thing they look at. <laughs> did she have one titty? I, right, oh well, my god! Well, I had stuffed my, oh. I had stuffed my bra. I had stuffed my bra, so they couldn't tell that I had one titty. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I have a question. What did you stuff her with? Like, what was like a sock? What was your go-to? 
it was a sock. It was because a, a sock. soft oh sock, you can kind of a Ooh. soft sock. You can kind of manipulate it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So a, a sock a sock was the easiest for me because I had a skin expander in my chest too. So the skin expander was um was oh. smaller than my natural breast because I was a double D before I had my mastectomy. So the skin expander was maybe a small C because they can only put so much fluid in it. So I had right. to make up the difference with socks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I but, like you were such a hero. Yeah. That's amazing that you were able to find comedy while so much I don't know if you can curse on this, so much like so much bad stuff was going on, so much negative and so much Yeah. Like you were able to find that. I was thinking what did you suffer with? Because when I, I when I was little, all the girls stuffed their bras with um pudding. <laughs> hmm Yeah, for real. They did. Was, you had to. <laughs> but you know, that that's a different type of feeling though. I don't know about the uh, pudding or anything like that, but I tell you, <laughs> you what. Know, they put it in Ziploc bags. You, <laughs> you can make so many things work. There's it's a lot of things you can make work, so Hey, oh, that's, that's great! What it is, but that, but that's I'm just I'm just now getting into acting. So, I, I admire oh. that. Did you go to school for acting? Yeah, I did the whole uh, BFA. <laughs> I did a conservatory for college, undergrad. So it was like there was only ten people in our um in our program. They only let ten people okay. in. It was super super strict. It was super intense. <laughs> They knocked your okay. confidence down very fast. Uh, it, it, it was it was a lot, and they didn't know what to do with me because all the um, all the actors in in our group, the female ones, they were all mm-hmm. like ingenue type, like these like beautiful, sweet, you know. And then there was me, and they're like, yeah. "What do we do with this girl?" Like, I was loud. Right. I'm, my voice is weird. They're like, my voice teacher told me to my face, like, you need to fix your voice because you're not going to work. You're not going to work if you don't, like, change your voice. And it really? hurt, it hurt me. Right? I was like, what? And then I was on the radio for two years and made the most money I ever made. And I'm like, okay, sir, obviously you were wrong. <laughs> obviously you were wrong. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't wrong. know. A lot of times it's uh you have to really be, like look for good teachers, a good studio, do your research because like some of those teachers were great, but a lot of them did not know how to teach me and it was it was a hindrance right. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you and you, and now you probably feel like you spent all of those years in school and you're doing something different. In a way, yes, and uh, like you know, it's so hard to be like, I regret all those four years and all the mo- like. I still, I'm still paying it off, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I, I met one of my best, some of my best friends. I studied mm-hmm. in England. I studied Shakespeare, and those professors out there were fantastic. You know, mm. it, it was like there were some good things. At the same time, I was like, man, I just wish I went to New York. And like some, they, yeah. I have friends here who would just stand up since they were fifteen. You know, some amazing right. stand up Nico White. There's some amazing stand ups here that have done stand since they were kids, and they just like kept going. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I didn't realize women could do this. Like, did you know? Like, right? Like, oh, I want to be a stand up. You know what I mean? I didn't know this was like a job. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I never looked at it as a job either, and I think I still struggle with that because I've always worked in the medical field. So even when I was doing comedy, I was still working. This is the first time that I haven't worked, and I'm just really relying on comedy and, and hair, other things that I do to hustle, to actually survive. And and Riley, this is the happiest that I've been in my whole adult life. Oh, <laughs> I'm broke, but I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right. serious. Like, I'm this is the first. I'm used. I'm getting. I'm finally getting used to budgeting because you know when I had money, I just spent it. You know, vicariously because I, you know, I sure. had steadily coming in. But now that it's not coming in, I feel like I'm getting better with money, and I am happy. And I go to bed at night and when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you feel fulfilled you know, kind of, even though I feel fulfilled. You know, exactly. And exactly. I don't know I don't know exactly what I'm doing either. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I it's like I don't know exactly what's gonna come out of this. I just know that I am jumping on the opportunities that are coming to me. Um and that's that's what I'm doing. I'm just I'm And that's executing. exactly yeah. The thing is there's no that's playbook. Exactly. Like there's no there's no um oh, this is what you're supposed to do to get where you need to be. Like, there's no book for us. Like, my brother just graduated dental school, and, you know, now uh-huh. he's taking over oh, yeah, practice. He's, he, it's so cute. I'm so you proud of him. <laughs> but he, oh, my he gosh. Had, he you know what? I'm so glad to know that, Riley. You know, I'm so glad to know oh, that dentists. because I am, I am a person that loves teeth. Real, and if, oh, if yes. anything ever and you know, and I don't know, you don't know this either, but I'm actually looking at New York to relocate. Oh, stop! Oh yeah. my God, that would be amazing. Oh, I would be. You the know, ha- people, I would be people so happy. have been talking to me about it, Riley. People have been talking to, to me about it for years, and I just keep saying, I want to be somewhere warm. I want to be somewhere warm. I want to be somewhere warm. I went to California, and California was cool, but it's not. It's not New York. You know what? We have not had a real blizzard here in like three years. So at the end of the day, you know, it's not <laughs> it's not Florida. Well, my but, girlfriend lives you know, there. She said, she said it's not as bad as it used to be. It's all definitely getting warmer, but I don't know. I love yeah. New York, like with all my heart. I thought I was going to be a Philly girl because I was like, I grew up right outside and I love Philadelphia. Um, but then I came to New York. And I was like, oh, this is, this. I can, I can never leave. I can never leave. And, like, right. I love Detroit, too. Every time I visit Detroit, I think the city is absolutely amazing. There's so much, like, there's, so, there's, there's something special in Detroit, and that's why I love it so yeah. much. But the thing yeah. is, with all these cities, even though how great they are, there's something about New York that what we want to do for life, it's here, 100%. It's here, yep. It is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I and, I and I feel the same. I love Grand Rapids. I love being in Michigan. I'm close to Detroit. I'm close to Chicago, you know. But I just, for for me, I've never really drawn to a city like I have New York. Mm. Like, It'd be an adventure. I plan, it's I, an adventure. I can live here because I just, I, I crave being there. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm coming in August. I'm going to be here in August. So Amazing. we're gonna have to link up. I definitely, I want to go to the comedy cellar. Um, I already told Isaiah Kelly that he better be in New York when I'm there because I'm trying to go to all the spots that you can, you can only get into when you got when you with somebody that that's known. 
Right, right, right. I want to go course, to the up. I'll let you know. There's so many. There's so many places. You know, ever since COVID, it's like it's come uh-huh. back and more. Like there's more places right. to even get up. It's crazy how many shows there are. That like there weren't before COVID, but now it's insane. So uh, when you come you out, gonna we're gonna hook you up. Are you gonna be there the first week of August? I think I am. I, I know sometime in August okay. I'm supposed to go away, but I think first week I'm there. Okay, yeah, because I'm coming to the Rock the Bells concert, and I'm doing another show at um at Brown Sugar. I'm doing another um show for Ishmael, Ooh, okay. so I'll be there. I'm going to tell Ish to book me that same one. <laughs> okay, yep, on the 6th. Yep, try to get on okay. the 6th. Got um, it. Okay, yep, I'm writing that down right now. Yep, yep, yes, I would love that. But, yeah, I, I'm going to try to stay down there for a few extra days just so I can hit some clubs. You know, I haven't even reached That's out to too, too many people. I want to go to some show-up go-ups, and I want to go to the Comedy Cellar. So, um, okay. Oh, no, that's great. Oh, yeah. I'll send you some, I'll send you some Brooklyn ones. There's some fun Brooklyn shows. Um, okay. You know, I know it's so far, it's crazy. Going to Brooklyn or Harlem, sometimes I feel like going to Philadelphia. Like, it's <laughs> so far sometimes. Right, but right. It's well, not too, staying, it's, I mean, it's not that Brooklyn. bad. Yep, I'll be staying in Brooklyn. My girl stays at uh, oh, Bedside. So. Oh, perfect. Okay, so, yep. okay, perfect. Uh, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I just okay, moved yeah. back to Brooklyn. So, yeah, I, I just moved back to Brooklyn okay. in November, and it's okay. it's so fun. It's <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna be taking. Um, I think I'm gonna be taking the plunge. I said I'm gonna make my final decision. Um, probably by the end of the year, and then if I'm if I'm heading that way, I'm gonna start making moves to heading that way. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited and nervous at the same time, but, you know, I think I have to make a move here pretty soon because, you know, I'm getting older. You know, I've got about a good 10 years left, so I might as well, you know, start executing oh my God, 10 no. years no, before I... Here, it's crazy because everyone at the end of the day, like, I say all the time, I'm like, I have friends all ages, but comedians, we're all kids. Like, we're all, everyone's yeah. a teenager. Like, it doesn't matter your age. Absolutely. It's like... I forget how old my friends are sometimes and how old they, they forget how old I am. But how are you? <laughs> yeah, comedians, not, like, it's like we don't have an age. Right. We're, we're it's almost like we don't have an age. Yeah. We're literally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you want to do with your comedy career now that you're, now that you're kind of going and, you know, you got a little run here? What, what do you want to do with comedy in the long run? So I, you know, I enjoy being on stage in any aspect. If it's a, you know, a headlining set, if it's a one-woman show, if it's uh, any type of any type of entertainment, any type of stage time. Uh, like, I was in a play right before COVID. It was a comedy. I enjoyed myself immensely. If I can do any sort of entertaining while also making an income and being able to get up on stage at night, I'm there. If it's a sitcom, if it's a play, if it's touring, I'm I'm there in a heartbeat, which is kind of funny because I'm like, oh, put me on stage, any stage. <laughs> That's why right. I right. love it so much. But it would be nice, yeah. you know, you know, it's nice to also make a living from what you're doing. So it would be nice, yeah. you know, in, in a sense with the writer's strike and SAG, because I'm in SAG, you know, it's, it's hard. But at the same time, it's like right. keep pushing, keep auditioning, keep getting up on stage, keep writing, and it's like, Eventually, you things happen. 
Like the radio show yeah. I got from doing a, um, a four-person little show in Brooklyn on a rainy night. A guy saw me mm-hmm. and a year later was like, hey, do you want to be on morning radio? I think you'll be great. From a, from a show with four people in the back of a bar in Brooklyn on a rainy night. And I was like, I should maybe cancel it. I didn't. I showed up. So it's like things like that will ha- can happen in, in this industry, and it's pretty crazy. Like what industry will that ever happen? Right. Like, hey, I saw you in the back of a room. Do you want to be a lawyer? Like, no, that doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel like comedy, it can go so many different ways, too. Like, look mm-hmm. at all the different outlets get just from comedy, not only radio, but writing opportunities, uh, editing opportunities. Like, I, I, I know people that even put together, he's a comedian, but he puts together comedians' bios. I know another comedian that does merch for other comedians. Like, there's so many things that you can do in this industry to make money. Um, it's, it's, it's unlimited. I, you know, I personally, exactly. I just got my first, I got my first taste of acting, Riley. <laughs> I'm gonna it. be in a Tubi. I'm gonna be in a Tubi oh. movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm, oh I'm congratulations! That. Yes. That's a, thanks. That's another reason why New York is just starting to feel more like home, as far as moving. No, I yeah. think it's a great move. I yeah. think it's a great idea. You're getting your, you know, it's getting itchy. You're getting excited, and as you should. And so when you move here, eventually, it will all like it's all just you know, new and exciting, and it's like a fresh, fresh start. When I moved to New York, I was just like, I don't, I think I blocked out the first month, because I was like, I don't, I don't remember, I just remember being so excited. <laughs> right, right, exactly, just the excitement of being there. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. So you got to give me, you got to give me, I always have, every comedian that comes on the show, you got to give me your top five females and your top five males. They can either be influential, they can be comedians, they can be, you know, whoever, they could be a, a mentor in your life, but you give me your top five people, celebrities or not, that have had an impact on you you and your comedy career. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So I'll start off right away with Yamanika Saunders. Um, Yamanika, I saw on Funny Girls. She's an com- amazing comedian in New York. Um, she was on a show about stand-up comedians, and that's when I realized stand-up comedy could be a job for women. <laughs> so right. Yamanika, oh, oh, my gosh, she is absolutely amazing. And every time I sit and talk to her at the comedy cellar or whatever, she gives the best advice. Um, so okay. she's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I love okay. her. Um, I, I also, um, Sarah Silverman, uh, I enjoyed watching her grow when I was growing up. I enjoyed Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, another Jewish, like, female comic. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed, I I enjoyed Sarah. And she gave me, uh, you like Sarah? I, I thought, I always thought, I, I like, I, I loved her energy. Um, she told me one I time at the comedy seller, I said, hmm? Yeah, I love her energy. She's got good and she's the kind of person that she reminds me of somebody that I would hang out with. You know what I mean? Like she just is like a a a, a home girl. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that right. 
probably never change, oh. and that would be your friend from kindergarten until the graveyard. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. She definitely has that energy where she's just she's just been her this whole time. Like she's not yeah. changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And she said yep. she went up the, her all day. Yeah, right. And at the comedy show, I saw her and my friend Eagle Wit introduced. I was like, oh my god, he 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 brought her over, and he was like, this is Riley. The and she's like. Oh, like where did you get up tonight? And we're talking, and I was like, Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. She was like, Riley, uh, you're, I'm just you with time, so don't worry. I was like, My heart, <laughs> girl, it sank. I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she I, I had a comedian do that for too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so some, okay. Her, yeah, Wanda Sykes. I always. Like I could watch her. Adore I could. Oh, I love her. her. I would adore love to her. Meet her. I think she's. I think she's absolutely amazing. Um, she is absolutely, absolutely amazing. I'm trying to. I'm like. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm like. Oh my goodness. You know. And like, I have friends right now in New York City who, like, Electra Telesford, Noriaya. They're women that like I can go to, and you know, they influence me every day to be, be better, to write, good. to do all this stuff. So, yeah. So then you know, we need so that. Those, yeah. we, we need sisterhood in comedy. You know, I say that all the time. We need sisterhood in comedy. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's, such a, it's such a competitive field. But at the end of the day, you're competing with yourself. You are at constant battle against yourself. This is a solo act career. Um, mm-hmm. And people yeah. don't get that, you know. We we need to focus on being better to each other because we all have the same struggle in this field. Right. And the support, like, when you feel support, it's some, oh, my gosh. Like, I the support that you get, especially in the new, some of these New York comedians, I have there's a group of people here that I really can turn to and be like, hey, I need help. Or if they needed help with from me, oh, hey, can you run lines with me? I'll be there in a second. Like, I, I'll drop anything because these people are so important to me in their own way. So 100%. Right. Those, yeah, those women, I, I absolutely adore them. Um, but, yeah, those are probably, I'm trying to think. There's so, there's so many. There's so many people. But those yeah, are probably, absolutely. those women are probably my top. The women. Okay, what about the, what about the guys? The guys, oh my goodness! Um, you know, I grew up watching Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, okay. and, like Seinfeld. Those were my like mm-hmm. I, probably because it was a Jewish household. Like Seinfeld right. was always, always the thing. Was to always watch. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. always on. Always, always, always on. Um, Would you believe I've never watched one episode of Seinfeld? Wait, you never watched one episode. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Not one oh damn episode. Because so <laughs> in the black household, in the black household, we watched Martin. Okay, Martin. Martin, Martin was yeah, our yeah. Sign. Martin was our Seinfeld. Right. I was, and you know what? I never watched Martin, and I, you know, I came to New York, and everyone would talk about. You know what I mean? Like there was references when I was hanging out with friends. And I hated yep. not knowing the references. And I remember it was maybe like my third, fourth month, fifth month into comedy, and I started hooking up with a comic. And he would have Martin on in the background, right? And I would oh, always yeah. be like, yep. 
I have to watch this. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm, we can't do anything. Let me watch you an episode watch, before we go. Yeah, up. you have to watch it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, and and it was amazing. Okay, I was so, so mad. Okay, I'm like, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay. I was just saying, Seinfeld. okay, now, Mel, you have Mel. Who else? Um, oh, my goodness. Is it crazy? I'm like, <laughs> there's so many male comics, and I'm like, <laughs> There's so many, um, right? I can't Eddie, even say I have Eddie Murphy. Yeah, there's. Mm-hmm. I, I say Eddie Murphy. I could watch his specials. I think he's absolutely Me amazing. Too. Yeah, Eddie, I think he Eddie's is definitely. He has great stage presence. He has great stage presence. Eddie, Eddie, oh. you don't want to take your eyes off of him when you're watching him. Exactly. Exactly. And his physicality. And I think, like, a lot of people don't know, his physicality, his voices, the way he does everything is so, like, particular and beautiful. I, yeah. lo- I love. Oh, you know what? Now, now they're all coming to me. Okay. Eddie, is Eddie, Jim, Jim Carrey, and Steve Martin, those two mm-hmm. I have always enjoyed as well. And I grew up watching yeah. Jim. And I love, yeah. I think Jim yeah. Carrey is one of the most talented actors, performers Me ever. too. Me too. And and yeah. an, an improv actor, improv comedian, he is like the best hands down that I've seen, especially with the animation that he carries. Um, yes. I've yes. never seen anybody that animated carry a crowd and be that funny, funnier than him. Like there, there's just he's he's genius. He's genius. He's he's another one. You know what I mean? We have several in this field, but Jim Carrey is definitely one that is not spoken of as much as he should be. And then I feel like every time someone does mention Jim, they're like, oh, my God. Like, they all get so excited. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely one, he's definitely yeah. one of the um, – He embodies. Definitely one yeah, of the top. Yeah, he embodies that. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. 100%. 100%. And yeah. probably the the last two in my head, I, I would think, you know, I, Robin Williams and Richard Pryor, I think will always be classics to me. Like, they are, like, Always. I wish I grew up more in Richard Pryor because my parents were like, oh, yeah, we watched him all the time. And I'm like, damn, I wish you guys turned it on when I was, you know what I mean? She's like, oh, it was inappropriate. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I wish I, I, wish well, I you watched know, more Eddie, Well, you know, um, Richard actually started out as a clean comic. So right, right. he actually had, <laughs> yeah, he started out as clean. But, you know, um, it, and his clean work, you know, pretty much is what got him on TV. Um, but his cussing, his cussing, so his dirty stuff is his best work. Right. right. It's funny to hear it, too, when the comics started off clean, because you're like, when mm-hmm. did that change? Like, how did that... <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, that was a big leap. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you oh. know, as a but, comic, oh, as, all as great. comic is, yeah, it is. But, you know, as a comic, it's good to be, to be both. You know, it's it's beneficial yeah. to be able to do both. So, you know, um, as far as the money goes, them clean comics, them clean comics are making money. So so much money. I did a synagogue gig a couple months ago, and I was like, why am I not doing more of these? Why am I not doing more of these clean shows? Yeah. Because the, the, pay, the pay is so great. The pay, the pay is fun. so great. It's a fun room, you know. It's a packed room regardless. Yep, it's a fun room, and oh, those man. type of people too buy up. They'll buy up everything you got if you bring merch. 
Oh, 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 they'll be the first ones to buy your pin. First ones to buy your yep. pin. Yep. Sure. For sure. Where where do you want to, what, what are some rooms that you would like to do? Like, are there some rooms that you would like to get into, like Comedy Cove or House of Comedy or any rooms like that that you want to do or have done? You know, there's a lot of, even in New York City, there's shows and rooms here that I haven't even touched yet that I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun. Like, even, like, there's this uh, show called Butter Boy that's on Mondays at the Little Fields. It's an amazing show. So there's definitely, like, Don't mm-hmm. Tell Comedy. There's these huge shows that are blowing up, especially through TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing all these great videos, shows like that. Um but then, of course, like Zanies. I'm dying to go off to Chicago as well. I think Chicago mm-hmm. just sounds – I've never been, and I hear the best okay. things about Chicago rooms. Yeah, I would love to yeah, go Chicago, out there. Yeah, the rooms that I've done in Chicago were good, and I haven't even touched hardly any of those rooms. I, I planned on doing a Chicago run this summer, but I don't know. I've got a, I've got a family reunion i got to go to now, so I don't know if I'll be able to do that run. But, yeah, Chicago, I did Riddles, and Riddles was a good room. Um, but you know okay. Chicago is a lot like a mini, a mini New York, so there's there's a lot yeah, of rooms there that I haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I definitely now that. in Grand Rapids, in, in my small city, I've hit every room here. But you know we have a we have a big big co- we have a big comedy community, but we just don't have you know a whole bunch of rooms. So yeah, that's you know, you know we don't that's the hardest, to, but it's like you you bounce around the same. Like I went to New Orleans. A couple years ago when I did shows out there, and I met a bunch of comedians, and they loved the, they loved you know, New Orleans. They loved, the, um, they loved all the rooms, but they said there's just not enough. There's, they're like, we just don't have enough comedy. They said, we love it. Right. We love the people, you know, but, you know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, and? Like, you get like, okay, right. what's next? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That very, that's very the only true. thing. But, but with you being in New York, at least you have those options to go to those different rooms that you haven't tapped into. You know, for me, I got to oh, get in the car 100%. and drive three away. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, right, gotta, right. I got to well, drive three hours away. About, that's like up the street, the show that I'm talking about that I, I want to do so uh-huh. bad. It's, it's like 15 minutes away, probably 15. And I'm like, how come I have not done this have, yet? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, why haven't you reached out to anybody yet? Oh, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, you know what, this is the one thing I need to do this year, and I know I'm, I'm like, I hit myself every day about this. I, getting a tape, I don't know how you get your tape. I do so much crowd work that when I get a tape, I mess it up so quickly because then I go into crowd work, and I'm like, why did I do that? Because so when I send out a tape, I'm like, it should just be jokes, and I'm over here doing crowd work. <laughs> Right, right. It's supposed to be your material. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I'm terrible with that too, though. And see, I'm the opposite. I'm just terrible with taping. I do my set. I'm true to my set. I don't do crowd work unless I'm headlining and I need to buy some time. I'll I'll mess with the sure. crowd a little bit. But other than that, I don't I don't really do crowd work. I just don't tape. That's my oh, problem. Yeah, I probably could get booked. Definitely oh, get into that now. I could probably yeah. get booked a lot more if I tape myself. If so I've got yeah. some shows coming up. 
I got some shows coming up that I plan on taping myself. I'm really going to, this year has kind of been my regroup year. Next year I'm going hard. But Amazing. Um, this year I, I have a I have a granddaughter. I'm a grandmother now. Um, oh, my God. You're a grandmother? So <gasps> I'm a grandmother. Oh, I I'm, love that. I'm, I'm going to be 50 this year, Riley. Stop. No, you're not. Yes. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm gonna, oh my God! I'm gonna be You're amazing. This year. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so amazing. So I you know, have a lot going on with this year, but I am moving into the next year. I'm coming in hot. So I'm I love that. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. I just want this all for you. I'm like all like, I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excited too. I'm excited. But you know, I'm excited about just life because. We have a good one. As comedians, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. We are like the healers of the world right now. Um, it's so much mess going on. This world is a mess. Yeah. Yep. And a and lot of people are light is a light. Yeah. You know, we are like the light at the end of the tunnel for some people. You know, they come out to shows after losing loved ones, after hearing terrible news, losing their house or, you know, not losing their job, and then they come out, and then we make them laugh. Uh, it's a it's a job that is irreplaceable. And um, right. I think that, you know, doing what we're doing, this is our start, but we're trying to make the whole world laugh. I was, I was explaining before you came on that comedians, we all have a start, and we might, we're just regular people talking right now. Who's to say we won't be on the red carpet in the next two or five years? You just never right. know yeah. where people where their where their journey is going to lead them to. You know, yeah, I, and I know that my journey so definitely going to lead. It does really fast. It goes by fast because I'm sure it doesn't feel like six years for you, does it? Oh no, no, it's literally a blink of an eye. <laughs> so quick, yeah. And you don't know what you're getting yeah. into the first like couple years. You're just like it doesn't feel real in a way like it kind of it just it goes mm-hmm. by so quick and now now it's starting to slow down a bit where you know you know the rules more you know the game more you kind of are figuring things out easier but in the beginning you're just like wide-eyed like what is what is going on and you don't even know you just keep doing it because you love it <laughs> right right yep that's what kept me in it is just the love for it you know, I haven't even thought about, like, and I think that's why I haven't pushed so hard because I've always had money, and I never, like, really pushed towards making money doing comedy. Um, but now I'm at the place where I'm I'm nine years in now. I'm scary to go on my 10 years, so I better start taking Amazing. this a little serious because people are responding to me now. You know, people are coming out to my shows. People are doing things. So I'm in it. I'm in it now. Um, right. and but I've, years, I've never like, you know your voice, like you know your voice. Right, you know who you are. Yeah, you're not changing. This is you. This is you on stage. Like that's what's so beautiful. Like you're you, regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And I think through comedy, I've become more comfortable with myself. Oh, that's great. You know, um, a lot, and I and I admire people like you that actually have gone to school and got education because I was one of those class clowns that I was just content with being an athlete and having a job 
And then after I started working harder than my friends that went to college, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what is the way? It's like, and I say it all the time, I'm like, when I regret certain things, my mom will always say to me, she's like, there was a reason it happened in that time. Maybe you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Maybe something wasn't ready for you. Like, sometimes I'm like, how come I didn't yeah. get this? She's like, maybe you're not, you know, easily you could not be ready for something. Like, and you don't think about that. You're like, I'm ready. And then you're like, you know what? Let me take a step back, check myself. Because even with school, I'm like, I should have just come mm-hmm. to New York. And my mom's like, honestly, Riley, I don't know how long you would have lasted. You would have, you would, she's like, I don't. Because you were immature, I don't know. I don't know how long you would have done well. I'm like, oh, right. maybe that's that's true. <laughs> like, you just don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then so, right. It, it's but it's, it's so easy because I do the same thing. Like, oh, what if this happened? It would have been so much easier. But who knows? Because of just the timing, it might have been better to have waited, which is which is pretty right. cool. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we, we definitely have a dope job, for sure. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't change this out for can, anything. How can, our guests, how can our guests get in touch with you, Riley? What, what, are, what social platforms are you on? Oh, amazing. Um, I, you know, my go-to, I'm on Instagram. It's at Riley Lassen. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter. TikTok, I'm, I got to do better on TikTok. I was so good during COVID. But I'm trying to get back on TikTok and Twitter. And that's also at Riley Lassen. So you can find me there on okay. all the socials. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I'm trying to do more on TikTok, too. I'm definitely it's, trying to do know, more on hard. TikTok. It's, it's the weird, it's weird, but it's like, okay, this is how, this is the next thing. This is what everyone's doing. Well, well okay, let me get on this. Yeah, and it's one of those things. You have to be consistent. You have to, like, do it all the time or every day, you know what I mean, in order to, like, gain followers, you know? Yep, yep, definitely. Consistency is literally, I think, the main thing about it. And um, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's it's so weird at first, but I think once you get into it, it's like anything else. It gets in, into the groove of it. It'll just start becoming yeah. part of your everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of advice would you have for comedians um, that, you know, move to New York to try to, to do their thing? Is there something that somebody told you that kind of stuck that you would share with someone that would want to do something what you're doing? You know, when I first started, I was uh, barking for time. I was barking as the people that stand out on the street and they're like, want to see a comedy show? And they have tickets. They try to get you into the comedy show. So I would do that three times a night like five days a week to get some time. And I remember this one comedian came up to me. He's a, he's a vet. He's a seller comic. And he said to me, he walked by, he saw me, and I had a big smile on my face. And he goes, you're going to lose that in a couple years. And I remember being like, no, I love this. I was like a year up. It's okay, whatever. And then I saw the same comedian two months ago at Westside Comedy Club. We were on the same show, and the first thing he said to me was, oh, you didn't lose it. And it <laughs> made me, like, <laughs> it, it, like, it hurt my right. heart. Because, like, this was six years later. He literally, the first thing he said, I was like, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, and we're talking. He goes, oh, you didn't, you okay, you didn't lose it. You're still happy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I still love this yeah. every day. 
Yeah, so don't lose it. it. Whatever drive you have, keep it because it was there to begin with. You know what I mean? It's always going to be in there. That's good. That's good advice. Because I do feel like, you know, people people set up expectations in this field that it's going to automatically boom. They've got this idea. They've got a niche. They're just going to boom and it's going to happen when, you know, really you're going to have to go through different phases. You know, there's different stages to this field. And, you know, I'll never forget, I, I got backstage with Dave Chappelle about four years ago and I was so excited and very drunk. And I <laughs> was so, so very drunk and excited to see him. And I came up to him and I was like, oh, my God, Dave, I love you so much. I, I do comedy, too. And he looked at me and he said, why do you say you do comedy? And I said, because uh, I do stand-up and I do skits and I make people laugh. And he said, so you're a comedian. And I'm going to need you to say that you are a comedian from here on out. And, oh, my God. And yep. Oh, I love that. I walked away from that like I just got checked by Dave Chappelle. But I also walked away like he's telling me to own who I am. Mm. Yep. That yes, was yes, so yes. valuable to me because it, 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 it made me recognize that, I am. I am a comedian. Period. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, I address I love myself that. as anything, else. and I. That's what I took away from that, and I'm very grateful that I was able to meet him and Hannibal Barres, and you know they were able to, you know, take me in and and say a few things to me because I was only a couple of years in at that time, so you know a lot of times comedians. You know, we we get we groupies too. We get excited when we see comedians that we've looked up to, or you know, people that we've always wanted to meet. But we have to recognize that we do the exact same thing they do, and but, we, yeah. you know, we, right? Yeah, we are we are worthy of the praise also because we get on stage and do the same thing you do, and it's not easy. It's not easy to do. Cool, because at different levels. Like when, so Roy Wood Jr. did the Correspondence Center like a month ago, right? And he did, oh, he's another, he's someone else that I absolutely adore. I think he's amazing. He's so funny. But he did the Correspondence Center and we're at the cellar and he's talking to like Tay and all these people um, who who just came in. Oh, what's his name? Oh, I'm going to, I just blanked. But it's all these amazing comedians who are best in the game, right? And they're, they're years and years in, you know, they're doing these huge rooms, they're doing these huge stages, they're on TV, and Roy Wood Jr. was, like, asking about, you know, the correspondence center, like, what do you guys think about this, and we're all, everyone's talking, and they're giving him advice, and a comic told him, and I'm so mad I can't remember who, who I'm, I'm blanking right now, he said, hey, it's like a, it's like a, um, like a, a work, a work show, like a work dinner, like, you know, the, um, corporate a corporate show he said it's like a corporate show he goes you know when you do those corporate shows it's going to be kind of like that he this guy took the jeff ross it was jeff ross he took the correspondence center and he made it in a way that was like hey it's like a a corporate show it's like a corporate gig and it's like wow Mm. even at the highest stages these Mm -hmm. are all comics 
and we've all I could relate yeah. to a corporate. I even was like, I know what a corporate gig is like. The way he said and right. boy, it was like, oh, okay. Like it was such cool advice yeah. to hear because I was like, I know what a corporate gig is like. That's so cool that he was able to just take something back in the day. Hey, remember those gigs? Yeah. You know, relax is probably going to be like something like that. And it was so yeah. cool to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. It oh, is so cool. I was like, wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, and it, yep, and it, it and it reminds you that everybody has the same journey. You know what I'm saying? Like we we've mm-hmm. all gone, we're all going through the same steps. Different cities, different states, different places, different crowds, but we're all doing the same things. You know, we've we've all been in rooms where you know it it was it wasn't our crowd. We've all bombed. We've all been late to shows. We've all had to improvise. We've all had to last minute host something or bring somebody up. We've all had, you know what I'm saying? Like we've all had to do these things. It's just yeah, um, yes. The hustle, I, the hustle is there I, regardless. This is so cool. The hustle is there. It is there regardless. It is. It is. Mm. So. Well, yeah. This oh, is this, this is this great, was so Riley. lovely. I'm, this is so nice. It's been great. Oh. I really, I'm really glad that you were able to come on and and talk with me for a little while. So thank you for having me. I I saw your message. I got so excited, and you know, it was it's always so lovely. I can't wait to see you next month, um, in August. We'll definitely have to be on the yep, show August. together. Yeah, but definitely Absolutely. hit me up. Absolutely. This Call, is awesome. Yeah, thank and thank you. Get on the lineup. Yeah, see if you can oh, get yeah, on that lineup. I'm gonna put you in the group. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. All right. I love it. I'll talk to you later, Bradley. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you dude. so much. Be safe. Have an amazing rest of your weekend, love. Thank you. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Riley Lassen from New York coming on to the show, doing her thing. We are going to play a couple of songs, and then we're going to get ready to enjoy the weekend. Yes, Naya. Cool, Naya. Who am I? Just the girl, them sugar. All right, here I know. Oh na 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 na. Oh na 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 na. Simsima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girl, them sugar. How can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck. Who am I? The girls them love, and I and I we make love to pressure. Fuck. You a bubble cut girl with like a bucket. Just your nigger, your nigger fierce. Just your action like a cow you wanna. Just your big action like a gun you wanna. It's like a river side up on the bank in your ticket. It's like a bicycle so you hold it and that it. So you watch it, so you crash it, so you tell it, so you grab it. Girl, she a beg you wanna ball, take it, take it. Batman broke in and me a move like a electric. It's like a basketball, she take time out to vomit. We listen to me silent, we listen to me lyric. I be in a man, they a me a drop it. I say, Sim Sima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar. How can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck. Who am I? The girls them luck. And I and I will make love to press her. Uh, anything she wants, I will give it unto she. I can't believe the day my friend them tell me that she flee. I don't believe he's angry and I don't believe he's grief. I don't believe he's Susan or the other girls I greet. The love for me, she has that is the only thing I need. I don't intend right now just to lose my main trees. Oh, one time I'm a you are killer. 
Jalilo, you are the army body under pressure. Man, see your body, I like you, my sister. When body right, just to know you got the power. But Sim Sima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls and sugar. How can I make love to a fella in a house? Pass me the keys to my chop. Who am I? The girls them love. And I and I will make love to press up. For no one, no body else to ever love me You are my guiding star, my shining light I love you, baby But that day you leave and you're gone I know that girls they show me crazy I know the girls love some All of them are wrong some Cause the one of them want this, baby I told you once and I told you twice That I am the girl, them sugar now the girls are my suck me and the girls are my rust me Because they're my driving the beamer And the girls them flavor, I'm, I'm no slaver I am the helper, no helper And a girl loves watcha, I want to meet her And listen when the DJ says, Slim Sima Pass me the keys to my beamer Who am I? The girls them sugar How can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck who am I? The girls them luck And I and I will make love to crush up Sim Sima Who got the keys to my Bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar Jeez One head life, 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 she got one head life, one head life, she got one head life, one head life, she got one head life, one head life, on my way to the club. Look at what I see, I see a fine chocolate man In the car right next to me, he said, ooh, I love your style Them tiggo bitties sitting right But your car's leaking oil and you got one headlight I said, let me get on out so you can see this big old thing And if you nice and talking right, then I just might let you bang Because I'm trying to find a freak, I'm all up in these streets Looking for a little boo that's gonna buy me something to eat But she got one headlight, one headlight, she got one headlight Chicago, and she already hit a thousand hits on her new release. So please go and support that young lady. She is very, very funny, and she is out of the go. Chicago representing. I am your host, Eddie Redwine, here at the Caribbean Radio Show. Uh, we had a good show today. Uh, we're going to be ending it here pretty soon, but we had a guest on. We talked about so many 
so many things. So if you missed this week, we always got something coming up next week. Rob Little is going to be my guest for next week. And I uh, did a show with him. I actually opened up for him in uh, Holland, Michigan, which is about maybe 30 minutes from where I live. And uh, we had a great time. He went to the casino afterwards, and I took my old butt home. But um, he is going to be my guest for next week's Friday show. You can always call in just to listen to the show if you want to, and that's a 661-467-2407 if you want to call and listen in to the show. That's every Friday from 12 to 2 o'clock. We will be on here live. And, you know, we can be heard over in the Caribbean and abroad. I focus more on the Caribbean because I feel like, I'm talking to my relatives. I feel like I'm talking to my people. I was supposed to be born on an island, butt naked with a pineapple drink, but I ended up being born here in Michigan. So I'm upset about that, but I want to come home. I want to come home. Y'all just got to stop plucking up. But Caribbean Radio Show, we love y'all, and um, we want everyone to have a good weekend. Be safe. You know, call your mama. Check on your mama. Check on your loved ones. The world is going crazy, so make sure that you're out here spreading love and not spreading anger and negativity and diseases and STDs and all that kind of stuff. Y'all just love on each other, okay? From me to you, Caribbean Radio Show wants y'all to spread love this weekend. God bless.